everybody. Welcome to Tadaima Terrace House Podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Jack Cepeda. Irushaimase. And Colin Sparling. Hello, hello, everybody. I hope you and yours are doing well. Uh, we're coming hot off of being drunk AF. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we saw we've had week long hangovers. I'm still drunk, actually. I've just oh. been drinking since. Uh, I definitely have a headache. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> <laughs> we all deal with quarantine in different ways. Yeah. Remember, kids, true. you can't be hungover if you never stop drinking. Wow. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Cue the gift that Barney guy me. pointing <laughs> yeah, at his temple. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that those big brain alcohol life hacks here at Tadaima. Uh This week, we're going to talk about episode 31 of Tokyo 2019-2020, Publicity Stunt, which... Um, I didn't, I didn't, it, for a publicity stunt, a lot of this episode took place in a house, which is kind of odd. Uh, but on the panel, apparently we swapped out Chiami Budazan, one comedian, for uh, an actor, an, an older gentleman, 59 years old. We've got Aichiro Funakoshi joining the panel for this week and probably next week as well. And like so many do, he fell in that Terrace House rabbit hole. He said he would have seen a cliff coming a mile away, but it was the rabbit hole that got him. And how apt. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of just clout behind behind Terrace House, really, as a brand. Just so many famous people back in this, whether in, in Japan and outside of Japan, too. I mean, how, how long is it going to be before we get huge celebrities here, like a Brad Pitt type or something talking about Terrace House. Just this week on Terrace House, we have Brad Pitt, like literally Brad Pitt. He doesn't understand Japanese, but he's here in the studio today. Yeah, like we had the guy, the sidekick, Andy something to Conan O'Brien. He was kind of high profile. Andy Richter, Richter, thank you. He's like kind of high profile. And then the lead singer of Blink-182 is kind of like the biggest it's gotten so far. Yeah, Wait, like Tommy DeLong, Blink-182? Huh? Like Tom DeLonge, Blink-182? No, he's not in the band, is he? No, not anymore. The the bassist, right? For Blink? I'm talking about the the other guy. Mark Hoppus, I think. The other other guy. Yeah, not Travis Barker. Travis Barker's got some damn sense. He ain't gonna watch Terrasos. This is a show for crazy people. Yeah, we're all insane. (laughs) Yes. We're all insane. (laughs) Clearly. I thought it was, speaking of insanity, I thought it was interesting that, like us, uh, Funakoshi-san was enraptured by the story of Ruka and... His journey into Spider-Manhood. The gasp from Torchon was so loud. <laughs> she like peaked the mics when he said that Ruka was the main character member he was drawn to. She's like, <gasps> it was a big overreaction. How could Torch- you? How could Torch- you talk smack about my Ruka? She still loves him. She still loves him. He's lovable. Oh, yeah. He's more lovable now than ever, I guess. He is. I, do, I, I do miss him. I would be lying if I, yeah. if I said I didn't miss him. I mean, he could definitely. I'd rather deal with him than Kai, but Kai's such like uh, unintentional humor right now. <laughs> oh, Kai's house. great. He's the punching bag of the house right now. He spends the majority of this episode punching himself in the nuts, basically. For sure. Mm-hmm. He really does. I, I want to point out a small conspiracy theory that's kind of popped in my head since we've been getting a a lot of guests for a very obvious reason, but. Do you think maybe a, another reason we're getting all of these guests is, uh, you know how big retail companies, they use customer reviews to be like, we're not, we're not the only ones saying our products are really good. Look at what Johnson ah. in Nebraska mm. uh, really like likes an, our, sh- our stuff too, right? Do accolades. You think this, exactly. Testimonials. Think this is, yeah, yeah, it's just testimonials, but from really famous people that you already trust because you've seen them do stuff like other TV shows or movies. And then they come on and I don't know if you've noticed, but like all of their literally every uh, panel guest story is the same. I didn't think I'd like Terrace House or I was reluctant to start it for one reason or another. And then I did and I loved it and I fell in the hole. Like I like that there's people here, but also I was hoping that with Tokui taking his break or hiatus or whatever, that we would get just more of other people too but they're just kind of like mm-hmm. filling in that hole you know with like another mm-hmm. guest and like the fifth chair already Shochan seat is already kind of a revolving seat more maybe on a, like a larger scale so i don't know i i like guests on terrace house but i also 
was hoping to just hear more of everyone else. Yeah, honestly, I I can I can see where you're coming from on that, Jack. I think we are due for a, it would help out a little bit. I think if we got a break from the guests for a little while after this, uh, just kind of like get give some of the other panelists the spotlight. And I'd also like to point out too that uh, it you're right, it is a common tre- uh, trend, Robert, with a lot of people to be reluctant uh, to start Terrace House because I think I mean obviously as we've acknowledged plenty of times before, there's just a lot of uh, tropes, a lot of stereotypes that comes with any reality TV show. Right. Um, and but once you kind of realize and you step into the terrace house world, you realize like you're this is different. This is something else. So welcome to the terrace dome. Yeah, that is terrace Itch. house. That Only works one for, leaves. Yes. <laughs> that actually works pretty well. The terrace dome. The terrace dome. Yeah. Every season. Only one person leaves the house. The rest are dead. That's, oh, that's yeah. how it always goes. <laughs> terrace house uh, death match. Anybody? Anyone? Uh, um. But I guess the the last thing I want to point out here with this this panel guest, right, is Aichiro kicks off this episode by pointing out something wild. I don't remember if we caught it in last week's episode, but Ryo we had what oh, looks totally like yes. hickeys. Yeah, I'm glad it took him this long to acknowledge that. I'm actually really surprised, but we talked about it at length last oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad someone noticed because it was driving me fucking nuts that no one did. Yeah, if they just let that blow by, then I'd be like, okay, they're just in cahoots now if they don't want to draw attention to it. So I'm glad he did. Yeah. He brought up, and I don't think if I'm remembering correctly that we ever thought about this, but because we were constantly saying like, there's a girl outside the house. There's a girl outside the house. He was like, what if it's Emmy inside the house and Mm, they have an inside scoop going on here? The kiss is coming from inside the house. The kiss is <laughs> the coming, kiss from, is coming from in the house. <laughs> I, but that definitely, that comment definitely made me pay more attention to their interactions this episode. And it was kind of revealing, I gotta say. Mm. I think that he said some stuff this episode that we'll get to that pretty much all confirm that there is somebody else. Interesting. So we'll and I don't I mean, know if it's I in or out of the house. I think that'd be very diabolical if it was Emika based on how she's trying to be a moderator here, mediator. Um, so I don't know if it's her, but I think there's somebody if it's not her. Not out of the question. I will say well, that. Sounds like we've got a lot of theories brewing. I say let's start diving into the episode and see where we go with it. Uh, so we start off in the girls' room where Hana, Vivi, and Emmy are there. And this is, it seems like it's right after that scene where Emmy talked to Rio about, hey, like, what up? What's going on? Uh, and... The, the long and short of it is, of course, Emmy's not going to reveal anything specific because, you know, that's that's Rio's place, right? To say that stuff. Mm. But Emmy is suggesting you should talk to Rio, which I think Hana put it very succinctly. So I need to confess to get rejected. That's the like whole a vibe. sad reality. Like no one wants to be like outright rejected after laying it all on the line. It'd be nicer to just kind of have that peter out but i don't think she's gonna get the closure until she does mm. yeah. yeah uh but i mean we see late, later on that rio gets called out for not like being up front because he, you know he knows oh yeah and and, and so it, it, he's not fooling anyone and he gets yeah. called out on it by vivi later on in the episode in this fire conversation that i'm excited to talk about she definitely i mean technically doesn't have to bring up the conversation but like Daly no. said, if she wants any closure, then it's obvious that Rio's not going to step up to the plate because he's playing the house like he's playing basketball, and that's why they're losing all the time. I said it. That's right. Oh, what? Qu- question for the... Uh, I'm a sports master, of course. I'm just asking this question for the people at home who might not know basketball. Mm-hmm. Is point guard offense or defense? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even hold it in. I was going to try. It's everyone is it, it's who's holding the ball is determines the team that's holding the ball is on offense all the time. No matter what their position is, the team that's not holding the ball is on defense, no matter what okay. their position is. So they're both both. They're all. Both. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I thought. Thank you for answering that okay. for the folks at home. Who didn't know. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, those, I totally guys, I totally knew that home. guys. I, um, <laughs> yep. It's, <laughs> It's not like football, I guess, because football is like, yeah, they have specific positions for whether or not your offense defense. Basketball is just typically the same five guys on the court for mm-hmm. one team, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like hockey. Uh, it's more like hockey. Think of it that way. If that helps. 
That doesn't. No. no. <laughs> Not at all. Do I look dude. Canadian to you? I, I ain't a Canuck. I can't. I don't even. I know there are wings involved. I don't know what that means, but oh, wings are involved. Oh, Canada. <laughs> we love you. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a rough scene to start the episode with, and we dive right into the shitro and right past that, we go to the shot in the Megalo Sports Club, where if I if I remember right, this is the first time we're seeing Vivi at work. Like this is her career, mm-hmm. right? She's modeling, she's doing hot poses with all that cool merch. I don't know. It was yeah. it was kind of nice to see. I, I didn't really glean that much off it though, because it felt kind of forced into this very dramatic episode. It kind of did. It, it, like I almost kind of forgot about it until you brought it up because it just felt sort of out of place with the the rest of the editing in the show. I so I wonder what this modeling is for. Do we know what it's for? Because it looked like she might have been like promo shoots for Nike because she was wearing Nike stuff, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Might have been a gym or something. I don't know. But I've just yeah. uh, made it a pretty much a policy in my house. Anyways, to fast forward anytime there's any modeling. Or mention of models on Terrace House, so this is only a five-minute show for me at this point now. Mm. Uh, you, you've cut out a lot of the chaff. You know, you're down to the lean meats. Yeah, yeah. This is a Terrace tweet, House. basically. Like I can so, show this in a tweet. A tweet. <laughs> a tweet. Tweet of an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then we dive into the first floor. Uh, it's Vivi, Emmy, and Topas, and this is, I think, when Vivi just comes home from that modeling gig. Is kind of the vibe I get, and. It's kind of adorable because she asks uh, Emmy and Topaz, hey, what'd you guys do all day? And basically they just, after Topaz got home from work, they just chilled on the couch, shared a Coke again, listened to some Christmas tunes. That sounds like a Coke ad right there. Like the, the oldest time Coca-Cola ads. Like, yeah, a oh, cartoon polar a bear walked in. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was half expecting them to pull out a bottle and be like, you know, we were drinking Coca-Cola holds it up towards face and shows the label front and center. <laughs> she did say it by name, didn't she? I, I, maybe. Cool she said I, say Coke. I heard Coke. Yeah. Like cool definitely we saw the bottle. Like it was very like yeah. prominent. Like, you that's, know, that's a Coca-Cola. That's a hundred percent product placement. You know, there's the interesting thing about Coke, not to go on too much of a tangent, but like they did a study decades and decades ago. Like what are the most understood words on earth, regardless of what the language is and number Two was okay. Almost anywhere you go in the world, if you say okay, you're going to understand it no matter what language is. Number one was Coke <laughs> because of their advertising. So Coke is a more understood word worldwide than okay, which blows my mind. Yeesh. Well, maybe that's that's why they share it because it's a language that they can both understand, much like yeah. the language of love. Like the language of laying on couches, looking at your phones all afternoon. Yeah. I think yeah. it's still it's still pretty intimate. It's the positioning. <laughs> 100%. It's not quite Tetris banging, but it's definitely not platonic. Millennial love. Yeah, is basically like, hey, I want that. This what you guys are doing right now. I want it. I want it now. Yeah, that, that I'm totally in the same boat. I, I was Vivi right here. I was like, that's perfect. That's what I want. Maybe not the Christmas tunes because it's like May, but also Christmas music. But a Coke to share. Well, I mean, I'm not even that big a fan of Coke. But, you know, I'll just take the phone and the couch. <laughs> you can have it you can have all those things <laughs> low bar in this uh, room right now <laughs> no. what's your Fuck idea you guys. of an it's ideal cherry vanilla coke, coke. couch yeah. phone phone uh and then in the scene hannah comes downstairs and then all four of them kind of talk about kai and this is where you start to see a little bit of I don't want to say animosity, that's maybe too strong of a word, but definitely the other housemates talk about Kai in a less than favorable light. Because uh, here they're noticing like, oh, it's kind of weird that he doesn't sleep in the guy's room that much. He seems to like isolating himself and likes to be alone. And Vivi even goes as far as asking, then why would you come to Tara's house? So I know the specter of crushing depression better than most. <laughs> and that's what's happening here <laughs> with Kai. He's like, I think he's probably a little ashamed of what happened you know last in weeks prior uh with his stand-up but he's continuing to do stand-up apparently that's what he's saying but he's Mm. like sequestering himself off from the house and i've been there before i've been i had literally been in a house like i don't know spring break or something like that full of young people just want to go to the beach and get drunk every night and i was like i'm gonna stay on this couch for the next two three days and it's not a good place to be man it's a dark place so i kind of like he's he's just burning the candle at both ends right he's he's uh 
mm. doing a construction job now that I hear that we're just hearing about for the first time. Yeah. And he's doing I, a stand-up a couple times a week, and now he gave himself a slight fever. Yeah, so that was going to be my guess, Jack. If if you didn't say it, I would have, but definitely seem feels a little little depressive. Um, and yeah, I didn't know about anything about his construction job either. I I wonder if it's just maybe he feels stuck. It feels like he was on wobbly ground with this whole stand-up thing anyway being that he'd only been doing it for five months right so i think he's just sort of in that finding himself state maybe that's that's the vibe i get Mm. this this might come off a little dark but do consider that some of the most successful comedians of our time have suffered from depression right so maybe Mm. there might be there might be a little bit of a connection there like maybe he does feel a connection to some of his idols in that way I mean, famously, look at like Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, right? Yikes, yikes. I mean, not that I'm saying, like, I hope he doesn't end up like Robin Williams, right? But my point being that it seems to be something that kind of runs in the occupation. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely could be part of part of that. I, I don't know. But it, it the point being is our boy Kai doesn't seem like he's in good shape right now and then we learn you find out that he's sick i think he might be just stressing himself sick oh yeah when hana walks into that room there's no way that he didn't know she walked in there i think he was trying to play like he was sleeping like leave me alone then she starts piling pillow on pillow on top of him until he can't ignore it anymore and they're supposed to go to trampo land right tomorrow and then the the way the timeline lines up but then he's got the fever they have to cancel Mm -hmm. i was looking forward to seeing hana peer pants yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> context. Just <laughs> Jack. Last of the episode. Anyway, uh, um. well, um, I do think it's it's nice though that Hana didn't just say we'll cancel it. It was more let's reschedule, right? Like right. that's always a good sign when it's not. I don't want to do this, but more I want to do this. Let's just do it at a different time. Then her maternal yeah. instinct kicks in. Yeah, she's got a strong one. When someone's yes, sick in the we- house, she wants to be the front lines. And like with current events, I'm like, don't touch him with your bare hands. His face over and over again. What are you doing? Put some gloves on. Put some masks on. I was scared for everyone. <laughs> they would get it sick. Was, it was kind of surprising that it was like, Kai, you're sick. Let's put you on the couch with everyone and take bring your temperature in front of everyone. <laughs> Let's get you out of this isolation room here and bring you all yeah, down to the living room amongst the, the roommates. Yeah. yeah well, well, I, social anti-distance. Yeah. I mean, and it's good to know that a, at least he was still living, though. And I think at though, least he too, was it, still living. Like, <laughs> I'd like to, unlike I those salarymen that kill themselves. Oh god! Yeah, well, yeah. Everyone else in the house is probably like, "Holy shit, he's alive!" Uh, like, Holy shit, he had to come home and eat his fucking their fucking garbage food that they said is prick of a family. For him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kai. I don't think Dude. you're gonna live that down. Oh, it seems god. like Kai just like lives a solitary life and just lays in bed all day. So what's he doing on his day off? God, damn it. I can't stop. God, maybe is it that joke that made him so depressed? <laughs> I wonder if he just went like because he said he went to um you know some clubs over the last week. I wonder if he just went and told the same three jokes again. Oh, oh no! Oh just, no! The, the, that first nipples. crowd was stupid. These ones will get it. Yeah. No, he started yeah, he's with nipple. nipples. Got to start <laughs> strong. Yeah, you got You got to shake it up. Yeah, he's t- testing it with multiple focus groups and finding out that it's consistently <laughs> terrible. Uh, and but I think though, uh, per the last time I theorized about this, I think that Hana's going to be the one that pulls Kai out of this funk because she's so genki, she's so upbeat, right? She's got the that maternal vibe to her that I think she's going to be the one that works with Kai and they something happens there. Mm. I, I have a, I have a feeling. Hmm. I mean, they're both performers. Very different kinds of performers, but there, there's still some, you know, there's a middle of the Venn diagram here between the two. Mm-hmm. Overlap. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could, totally, uh, I could totally see something going on there. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I hope Kai just stops doing comedy and just maybe focus on construction. There's probably a lot more money into it. That's, That's what they call painting. <laughs> they yeah. call that constructive criticism. Damn mm-hmm. it. Damn mm-hmm. it. I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, I almost forgot. You almost let me forget about the joke that I said I would come up with that was supposed to be better than Kai's routine. Oh, that's right. Thank you for bringing that up, Colin. You now have front and center stage, and we will not talk until you make us laugh. So please go and oh, say that I, good so joke. I never promised laughs. I just said I would come up with the joke. Hurry up, joke boy. That, that was better than his routine and possibly darker. 
All right. And if you guys have heard this one, I'm sorry. What is the hardest part of a vegetable to eat? What? The wheelchair. That's a dark. <sighs> oh, let me turn on the light. That was never, okay, so never <laughs> in the history of comedy has someone said, oh, now I'm going to tell this joke. All right, everyone listen. <laughs> and then does it nail it out of the park? So Still Hello. better than his whole routine. Hello, everyone. I have served up a joke for you all to enjoy. Please <laughs> sit back and relax as I now regale what? you of the tale Ready? of the veg- vegetable joke. Let See, the record I, show goes. that this is this is a person I've just met for the first time. What's your name again? Ca- Ca- Carl? Carl Sporling? Yeah, I don't know. Enough. This, I don't know this guy. See, <laughs> I'm flipping the stereotype on its head of the whole like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell a joke. See, if you volunteer a terrible joke, they'll leave you the fuck alone. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope you. I hope you enjoy your last episode of Tadaima. We're gonna move on without you after this. Listen, one, man, so. I've quit like hey. four times, five times now. <laughs> Daily's so quiet right now, but I can hear everything she's muttering to herself on her. <laughs> it's all cringe. You're welcome. It's all cringe. So this all kind of comes to a head when it's the next day or some day afterward, right? You see Kai just chilling in like a hammock by the pool. He's working on his laptop, right? It's an Apple laptop, by the way. So as you know, he can't be the villain because villains don't use apples on screen. Uh, that's a real thing. If you don't hmm. know that, look that up. Oh, they're not allowed. Um, yeah, they're not allowed to. If you're a villain mm. in a movie, you do not use Apple products. So mm. makes that's, sense. That's truth. Uh, Vivi comes in, offers him a roasted yam and also roasts him. A bit. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we all got jokes now this week. <laughs> we all got jokes. Damn. I mean, it's 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 more constructive criticism in the realist sense. I mean, she's very straightforward about, hey, your comedy might not work because you're not coming from a place of experience that you haven't experienced the life of a dead salary man. Right. I'm a fan of the standalone hammock. I've got one myself on the in the back porch area and they're good times. Yeah. And he's sitting there. He's relaxing. I cannot remember what he said, but he was writing some comedy down ostensibly comedy right allegedly comedy and he said something out loud and i was just like there's no way that joke's funny (laughs) it was something about the movie up have you ever seen the movie up it's kind of like something like a funeral he said that like he said something weird yeah i just remember my brain my brain was like no that there's never gonna be any humor out of what he just muttered so i thought he was talking to someone like i thought he was facetiming with someone (laughs) like that's Mm. how nonsensical the comment was to me mm. i was like oh okay but that's a cool area that i don't yeah. think we've really we barely ever get to see the pool like yeah it's yeah. either too cold or too humid in there so that was that's a neat little hangout i like he's finding all the places where there's the least amount Not of people, people. <laughs> exactly yeah the last time i like the last few things i think about there was when um Ruka Shohei had the pool selfie underwater, and then you mm-hmm. had the big yellow watermelon with uh, Risuko and Kenny. It was like the most salient yeah. memories I have I of that room. I think it was the last time we really got a shot in there, period. And then oh, Kenny looked up Haruka's skirt from the bottom. That, yeah, there was that. <laughs> uh, there was also, I think, that scene where Haruka told Kaudi that she seems like she's always at a distance or that it's like she's she doesn't yep. open up mm. to people yep. a lot. Right. Yep. And right. that's been a while. That was all the pool scenes with Tadaima. Pretty that, much. That's literally uh, it. Pretty much. <laughs> there was that pool, pool scenes. Now, I, I feel like we're probably missing one or two. Just just to cover our bases, we're probably missing some. To circle back, <laughs> but, though, Vivi it, gives Kai good advice. Mm. She's really like, just draw from your own experience. You know, like she felt like, yeah, she was just telling him all good shit. You know, I just, I just wonder how much of what she says, her advice is like sticking and how much of it is bouncing off of Kai. And maybe if we're lucky enough, we'll see him redeem himself and go and like kill it on stage in the future. That'd be great growth. You know, hopefully we'll see. Yeah, I, I think it was good advice, but also part of it felt a little too finger in the chest sort of deal. High horse. I kind of think he needed it, though, because it was that bad. He needed some course correction in a big way, I guess. Yeah, to me. May- maybe. May- I mean, obviously, we don't live in the house, so it could have been even worse than what the editing was letting on. Uh, I I don't know. It just was like, okay, you can feed him this advice without being be like, you know, like why are you here? Like you need like making it sound like, you know, questioning his entire being. Well, 
I don't know. That's a good point. I thought she brought up actually when she's like, if you're just going to be introverted and hide yourself and not get to know people and not really get to be seen and hang out, like, why did you join this reality show? I think that's a valid question. Right. You know, you're going to be in front of the camera. Like, why? Why be here if you're not going to do anything? Right. Yeah. It's just not working out for him, you know, because he liked her. He knows that ain't happening. Uh, You know, the thing with Hana Trampoland's getting delayed. Uh, and then the comedy thing is, come on, that was one of the most, maybe the most embarrassing moment of this season so far for someone. And this season had Ruka in it. <laughs> and <laughs> you know? we had Spider-Man. Yeah, and that Man. might have trumped all of that shit. The, the, yeah, but the difference with Ruka is he's completely oblivious to it, or at least was at the time. He might still be. Jerry's yeah, still yeah, out he, on that one. He Jerry's might still be. I mean, I think it it says a lot as to like the place where Kai is right now, like not in terms of like not really thinking straight, not really thinking about his priorities. He was like, I kind of don't know, like, why am I alive? Yeah, it's like we've all had those moments (sighs) and Mm -hmm. those can be some pretty dark times. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I hope that what he takes away from Vivi's very cavalier and yeah i'd say a little bit like finger pokey in the chest kind of pep talk is that like if he wants those lifelong friends he talked about then he has to go out and make the effort to you know get them 100 percent right yeah i mean he's been in this house for it's what three four weeks now yeah around that yeah, yeah and i mean if he's completely cut himself off in only four weeks like What's going on, man? What's going on? Yeah. I, yeah, I honestly I, do think that Vivi had good advice. I mean, she wants to see him come out of a shell, you know, live his life. Yeah. And she's talking about how it's all connected, right? Like the comedy, uh, her his relationship with people in the house, his attitude in the house. Like it's all kind of one thing, you know? And so don't treat it like don't don't compartmentalize it because they're more connected than I think he realizes is her main point, I feel. Yeah. I think my worry, though, with with the house is that may, maybe this this kind of speaks to this larger conversation about even if you did sincerely try to make close friends here, who does he really have to turn to, right? He has uh, stiff as a board Topaz, who is all about the senpai, right? Then you have Ryo, who's too busy with basketball and dealing with literally three women, all the three women in the house. Saving right? face. Yeah, and then you have all three women trying to go after Ryo or with Emmy, maybe Topaz, right? Like, I, I just, it feels like this is a, maybe a house that's kind of hard for him to like latch onto someone. Yeah. He's kind of yeah, left think, it down mm. the vine. He's got Vivi who really cares about him as a person. And then you got yeah. Hana who is like maternal and wants to care for him and, and is so those that's kind of it for him. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. It, it, it does have me worry. Uh, and I really hope the, the why am I live line was more of a, like, what will people remember me for kind of like a, what aspirations do I have? What will I achieve in life? As opposed to a more dark, um, pessimistic sort of view, terrifying question of why am I alive? Right. Yeah. That's the hope. Oh boy. So, All right. Yeah. Hope, hope, I mean, I hope for the best for Kai, man. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think he's going through a lot. And I hope that for at least as it has been for many people in the past, I hope that Terrace House is a good place for him to figure that stuff out and learn who he truly is and make the lifelong friends he needs. Yeah, the possibility is there. You just got to take it. Or at least have a good comedy routine on Terrace House one time. That too would be good. <laughs> one time. So, I'd like to argue that his comedy routine was a success, but not in the way that he thought it'd be. It's memorable. It it's sure memorable. is memorable. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We're definitely we're going to be talking about this moment long after this season of Terrace House is over. It's quotable. Oh. Yeah. Forever. Uh, so we go on to the next scene in this episode. We're in the dining room, uh, where Vivi, Emmy, and Rio are uh, gathered around. You see Rio; he's nursing a black eye that suddenly happened during his training, which is unfortunate. Fan of the opera style. Yeah, I like and his then, reveal. Uh, <laughs> like he like <laughs> literally, it was so traumatic. He was covering yeah. it up. He had his face face in his hands, and then. Dun dun. Man. And then, <laughs> da, 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 then Vivi almost jumped his shit right there. Oh, you look more handsome. Oh, do you want me to kiss it? Uh yeah. ha, ha, ha. Like dang. And he was like there. having none of it. <laughs> when he got embarrassed, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he kind of looked over at Amika out of the corner of his eye. Did anyone catch it? He kind of like when Vivi was like, Can I kiss it? or something like that. He would like 
looked over at her and then he referred to Emika by her last name, which I guess is a extra sign of being familiar. And so that's all to me, like throwing Kindle of the conspiracy theory that something might be going on there. But watch it again, because he definitely shoots Emika a weird look. So because of this scene, I have two theories. I have oh. one which Aichiro-san kind of brought up, like, oh, maybe it's Emmy is the source of the hickeys. Maybe there's the kiss is coming from inside the house, as we said. Mm-hmm. Or he's just so relieved that Emmy has essentially like thrown in the towel on him and is no longer trying to be like flirty with him. That it's like, you're my only pope. You're my friend in this situation. Please help me. I'm comfortable with you, but I'm not comfortable with all this that Vivi's putting on. And I, I think I'm leaning toward the latter rather than the former, for sure. I can see that because in this situation, based on events that we learn about after this scene, especially, uh, I mean, he's obviously deflecting after Vivi tries to show some sort of flirting or affection. And so he's deflecting. He's trying to ask, you know, stuff towards Emika's direction there. He's asking the room, hey, do you guys want to go all uh, all of us go out to dinner together? Costco and <laughs> not Costco, a good yeah, sign. Costco. Which very well could be something like that. Or when my reaction was when I heard that, he's like, oh, he's planning on leaving. But yeah, that's the He's going to get everybody together and tell them all that they're, he's leaving. And Robert's yeah, been calling well. this for like three, four weeks now. I feel like four weeks ago, Robert's like, he's going to leave soon. He's so leave. when he's like, hey, making sure everyone's you know free at, at a certain time, then kind of writing's mm-hmm. on the wall here after that conversation he had with Hana at the dining room table last week, too. Yeah, I, I think uh, for those two theories that Daly laid out, I, I'm leaning toward the latter one as well. But I think I'm more about, like, they, they've they built a bond. I think Rio and Emika now have a bond, right? I don't think it's as much like he's relieved that she's not going after him and he can trust her. I think it's more that she's the only one who knows his secret now. So they're kind of, like, bound by blood that she's the only uh. one he can trust in the house at this point. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a relationship out of necessity, almost, like that look was you're the only person in the house that understands the the insane feelings i'm feeling right now you know i wish hana yeah. like went up to amico with a ruler and like got like her bite pattern and then held it up to rio's neck <laughs> that would have been good shit but okay so correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like no one in the house has noticed the hickeys at least no. on camera. No, yeah. no one said anything. Maybe like, they the do, fuck? and it's just on another terrace or something. We'll have to find out. Maybe. But it is definitely not a subject. He was trying to keep that low-key, low-key. And even the whole panel missed it until our guest this today, you know, brought it up. Yeah, the, the ever uh, the ever vigilant Aichiro-san. Yeah, I definitely uh, And speaking of the panel, uh, the next scene is of them, and they're all very suspicious of Ryo here in that they think his sudden loss of interest in Vivi is far too abrupt. Like, something must have happened that we didn't see. That's where I'm saying, and he's we're going to get to this scene here soon, but he says some stuff and gives some tells, I think, that pretty much, like I said, confirm there's somebody else. Mm. Whether it's Emika or not, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's always been just like on the edge of like reciprocating the flirting, but then getting like visibly embarrassed, especially when people are around. He's like, "Mm, oh, my gosh, girl. Oh, yeah. Getting getting some Kenny vibes here. Yeah. Getting some Kenny vibes. The worst kind of vibes to give on Tara's house. I'm just I just echo what you and uh, Tori Chan were saying. I'm just like very, very disappointed in Rio this whole episode pretty much. Yeah, I think this whole episode pretty much just unravels Rio in a very unfavorable light, uh, which is very unfortunate. Uh, but we go to the next scene where at the dinner table, right? And it starts off with Hana, Rio, Vivi, and Tolpas in the room, but then it very quickly dwindles into just Hana and Rio. Like Vivi needs to shower, Tolpas needs to leave because the producers told him to leave. And it's <laughs> just Hana. <laughs> yeah? Get out of there. Go, go, go. Go, leave. Oh, really go uncomfortable. Toy go on. Get. Get. Go on. Um, so now we're just with Han and Rio, and this is oh, man, this is the scene. Uh Rio is sitting next to her, and then he gets up to just sit on the other side of the table, clearly to put distance, but he says it's to make it more comfortable to talk. And 
Hana is just straight up. Have you found your favorite crop? He gra- Well, she asked, like, do you have, you know, any, who do you like in the house or something like that? That's when he makes the face, grabs the book, and is trying to ignore it. <laughs> ignore that yeah. really hard-hitting question. And she's God, like, All right, yeah, she's just, like, forcing that question on him. What's your favorite <laughs> crop? <laughs> just gonna bury my nose in this book. I this don't was, think it was so awkward. Uh, I don't think it was wrong of her to do it, though. I think it's like, no. this is time. Time, like, has been going way too long until now it it needed to happen and i i almost feel like he wanted to initiate it by sitting across from her so it's better Mm. to speak but apparently he was like not ready for it yeah Yeah, that becomes a thing in this episode like you could tell like he was kind of half expecting it to happen and so they have that conversation and she's like so why do you why do you want to have dinner with everyone Huh? Huh? And he kind of deflects that question, too. Yeah, his response is, I just want to see everyone before I get busy. Translation, before I leave the house. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, we're not busy all the time. We've played this game. He's been busy this whole time. You know, it's just just a very awkward interaction here. And then Hana kind of fumbles through it a little bit, too. You know, she's like, I don't know, she just... She's the one that brings it up, and then he tells her the answer, and then she kind of scolds him for bringing that up. And it was like her was the one that brought it up. It was confusing to see, and you know they're just they don't they're not good at communicating together. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess the the quick dirty summary of this scene is Rio reveals he doesn't have any special feelings toward Hana at the moment, and he sees all three of the women in the house as just friends. Which is going to come back and bite him hard on the ass later. And one of the main takeaways, too, is that if Hana didn't bring this up, this Rio would have been perfectly fine leaving the house oh. and having this just in the air. You know, he never would have wanted to bring this up at all. That was kind of his first choice here. And that's terrible. Dang, dude. Dang, dude. Yep. That's right. Yep, he yeah. wanted to just dip. In fact, I probably would have half expecting it. Like... The fact that he's going to like that, I, I, w- I would have expected a Shohei exit based on how things are going in the house. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Hmm. Packing like the tell- night and just dipping. Or he tells everyone, guys, we're going to have dinner at Friday at 6 o'clock at this restaurant. They all show up. Guys, where's Rio? He's gone. Oh. <laughs> That's he's, he's, he he's got you out of the house so show. he could pack yeah. and leave. Yeah. <laughs> he, paid the, he paid the bill, though, but he's gone. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a gentleman. Um, how, but he scurries. How sad is it in this scene when after he tells Hana that he doesn't have feelings for any of the girls, then here comes zippity doo da Vivi all smiling. She's got red or uh, wet hair. She's got her flirty shoulder out with her flirty bra strap out again, smiling, giving Rio the eye, not knowing that he just said he doesn't like her to Hana. And, you know, yeah. she just likes being around him. She's just smitten with Rio. And she just likes when he's in the oh, house yeah. and she can look at him. It's sad. Yeah, you even. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Oh yeah, his handsome bruised face. She's she's really ups, like obsessed with it's. It's kind of, I I I feel for him. Like that connection was originally there, but like, it's getting laid on thick. Yeah, yeah, very very thick. This this scene though, this is the scene where I start to rub my hands together, and this is where it starts to get real juicy because they sit down to watch the movie, right, and. Rio is reluctant to watch this movie. He definitely doesn't seem like he wants to do watch this movie together. But then last second, they decide they're going to talk. And so Rio was the one who's like, all right, sh- he shuts the laptop. Well, canceled. Movie's canceled. Yeah. So technically, though, right? Rio was the one who said he wants to watch a movie. Right. And then Vivi, he was sitting in the kitchen. Right. And then Vivi invited herself. But considering everything they've done in the past few days, weeks, if he really didn't want to watch a movie with her, he just wouldn't have said movie, right? So I think this is, for me, this is starting to build this weird foundation of, I don't know what Rio wants to stand for. Because yep. he definitely does not want to end up dating any of these women. But he keeps leaning into it in a weird way. He keeps setting up these possible situations that could be seen as romantic. And then not doing anything about he, it. He's getting what he deserves. I mean, he's getting two different girls on the same night, rapid succession, like one on one him. Like, hey, let's talk talk this out because this is like what he put out there, you know. So the energy is returning to him, uh, and they want yeah. answers, and maybe they deserve answers, and maybe he shouldn't be so ambiguous and just hope that people figure it out on their own. Um, yeah. So we had the Hana scene at the table, and now boom, boom, right on the couch with Vivi, and not the kind of good boom, boom, the bad boom, boom. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. Boom goes closing the laptop, and he's like, okay, let's talk about it. This seems very almost set up by the producers in a sense. Like, I don't know. It feels like he it's like he's prepared. He's like, he's like ready. He's got a shield up. Like, it's like he's been thinking about this. He's been thinking about this conversation, this argument, and he's prepped. He's ready to go in a way. It was so much more hostile than it ever should have been. It oh was borderline yeah. an argument on why they yeah. should date. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it the was whole stupid. thing was ridiculous. It was like, really he just stupid. did not want to be clear. It was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I think on top of all that, I really don't think he was prepared for these conversations. I think mentally he was like, I know these conversations will happen soon. I don't think he did an iota of what you could call homework. Because you notice throughout, no. both with Hana and with Vivi, right? Whenever they ask him, like, hey, can you tell me how you feel? He always goes to, do you really want to know? He, like, he answers with off. a question. He answers with yeah. a question to buy him more time is what Yama says. Yeah, there's that, but it's just like no one asks you that question, and then if you say, "Do you really want to know?" They'll be like, "Actually, no, I'm dude, I'm nah. good." Vivi was doing the right thing, asking very direct, close-ended questions. <laughs> answer the mm-hmm. question. It's yes or no, you know, or or one sentence answer here, and he would he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't make it happen. I've never wanted to like wring someone's neck. I mean, maybe a few times with Ruka, but this is just another time I just want to wring someone's <laughs> neck. Like, Rio, what the fuck's wrong with you? He had that gu- <laughs> that guitar behind him. I just wanted someone, Vivi, maybe just grab the guitar, just honky tonk man him. Kachum, yeah. Jesus, it was it was it, yeah. painful. I I was really feeling for Vivi at the time because like that hurts after you put yourself out there like that, and then to have like, yeah. well, I do like you, but you've pretty much shot this relationship in the foot by saying that. And she's like, no, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. He's like, no, I know. What's going no. to happen? It's exactly. That was the most frustrating stones. thing. That was the most frustrating thing about this whole conversation. And he's he came in very set that he's going to make this decision for her. Mm-hmm. He's going to make this decision for her. It, it, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Rico and Hayato, BGITC, where he's like, yeah. "No, we're not. We're not going to do anything because of your career, right? <sighs> like it, using yeah. her, not even a choice. Her." whatever path career as an excuse Rio's, to get out of the situation. Rio's so concerned with looking like the bad guy upon his exit of Terrace, or the good guy, sorry, uh, with, with his exit of Terrace House. And it's like, they can't agree on anything during this. Like, communication's broken here on the couch because they can't even agree on what he knows. Like, she keeps saying to him, like, don't tell me you don't you don't know. Like, you think I just want to sit here and talk to people and share headphones with them and cut and touch them on the couch like with everybody? No, it's it's because I like you. And then his response is, well, have you ever outright told me how you feel? Like, dude. Oh, fuck off. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, he's like, yeah. I got you on a loophole. When it's con- say you loved yeah. me. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> like, say the magic words. Up. Yeah. There's no pedantics when it comes to this sort of shit. You know? <sighs> what else does she have to say when she's like, well, if you ask my opinion, I don't want you going out with another girl. Like, come on, Rio. Dumbass. Yeah, and then on top of all that, like, if you really want to stick to the whole, like, you have to say the magic password or else I won't register that you like me. Like, you at some point have to realize there's something going on here that's a little more than just friends hanging out, right? And yeah. if, he, like, we know that he's gotten far enough to say that he is going to reject these girls, right? That was the whole ending of the last episode is that he talked with Emika and was like, I want to reject these girls, but since they haven't confessed, I can't reject them, which is bullshit. But if you know that, if you're that far and you know that you need to reject them, why not start the conversation? Even just put out a feeler like, hey, so I've noticed you keep trying to set up dates with me. You feeling this? Because I'm not, basically. Because I'm what not. Because yeah. I'm yeah. not, right. Like, you could start that conversation instead of ask, like forcing them to start it and then making it super fucking hard for them to get any sense of an answer. And then at the end of all of this with Vivi, she still doesn't have an answer. Nope. I mean, nope. She's she yeah. needs to make it up. She needs to make up her own mind now. She's completely wasting her time. Yeah. I you think know? by the end of this, she has made up her mind. But I think mm. Rio has resolved himself to have his cake and eat it too, in the sense that he's like, I don't want to date anyone but Vivi, I want to still like cuddle and have conversations and watch movies. And can't we just do that? And it's like, no, we can't. Like, no, you just want to be in limbo or having an FWB on screen. You're going to look 
way worse if you're just keeping this person in limbo and just playing this will they won't they game the entire time you're in the house you're gonna look so much worse <laughs> than just dating and then cutting it off later no one who what previous terrace house couple right now is still getting flamed by the community because they broke up you know what i'm saying mm. like I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, of course, like, Shiana Tsubasa, that was a big deal because they broke up because everyone loved them. But, like, no one's shitting on either person really hardcore. Uh, Shion's getting some shit. <laughs> not Tsubasa, though. But, Tsubasa but not, not compared to if he was on the show and he was a shithead completely yeah, on the show. I, is, your, is your point basically that Ryo right now is getting more shit than Shion ever has? Basically, yeah, that sums it, it up. He deserves yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. have have we brought up yet his excuse, which is what it is for why he doesn't want to even pursue dating her? Has anyone brought that up yet? Bring because, it up, Jack. Yeah, because she has an ambitious dream of one day potentially living in America. And he, as Daly brought up, right, a couple of weeks ago, and like that could be shooting her in the foot. And so, yeah, it totally is. But that's what he's latching on to. But if he really wanted to make it work, he would anyone would and so he is using it as an excuse and the real <clears throat> significant line in this entire exchange comes right now when she's like well you never really know what the future is going to be i could find a really good job here in japan and be here for a while there's the, you just don't can't predict the future and he goes oh you, uh, you might change your plans and then he says, it's too late to consider that. That is a huge line. Like, no matter what you say now, it's too late. And she asks, it's too late. And I'm like, and I'm like saying the same thing. Am I on my chair? I'm like, it's too late. What do you mean it's too late? What does that yeah, mean? Nothing's even started. No, nothing's what that means is started. he's all right. What that means is my conspiracy theory here is that he has already had this like converse, internal conversation in his head that it's that's his excuse he's going to use when Vivi and him try and go somewhere. But he's got something else going on. He's done something else to put this someone line in else. his yeah someone else in oh. his brain or his heart or his crotch or wherever this line is to where now it's too <laughs> you can, late. You can say you can say a jack penis into where now it's too late to consider any other words that come out of Vivi's mouth. Which is just so ridiculous and stupid. And when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, he fucked somebody else. He's fucking somebody else. He might be in love with somebody else. That's that's complete evidence to me there. So I'll leave it there. You know, at least Taka from opening your doors had the decency. I mean, when he shot down Aya, he rubbed it in her face really hard. But at least he had the decency to be honest, like. The reason I'm not going to date you is because I want to marry this other girl. She's yeah, really yeah, he kind pretty of overcorrected, but like, and she at least he did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like find yeah. a space between Rio and Taka if you got to turn down anyone in your life. Yeah, you know, let them know you're seeing someone else, but don't be like, and they're the love of my life forever and ever. You have no chance. I kind of hate you now. I can just put myself in Vivi's shoes. It's just so frustrating because she's doing nothing but speaking logic and truth and trying to make it simple. And she even says so much. I just want to keep it simple. Do you have feelings for me or not? Like, let's keep it simple. He keeps trying to over convolute, over complicate shit, cloudy the matter and delay things and say, oh, now, now you want me to say it now? What? You really want to know? It was so, yeah, lines like that, like that, and like, oh, you're resourceful. Like, I was just like, I wanted to slap him. Oh, my gosh, I was like, yes. What are you doing? What are what are you making this into? Like, yeah. he... Yeah. How, mm, how do you turn mm. the line, you're resourceful, into something so condescending? You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, yeah. I want to be resourceful. That was bad. Rio lost all the points with me. I kind of hate the guy of this phase. Yeah, yeah. he's he done fucked himself. That's, that's just what it comes down to. And it's not that, like, okay, it's fine if he doesn't want to be with her, but, like, just, just tell be that. straight up about it. Just yeah. either, how evasive he is and how nonsensical he is is why I, I really dislike him at this phase. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If we want to entertain the possibility that he doesn't have a side piece, whether they're in or outside of the house, like, even if we assume that Rio is 100% single, this is a really rough way to tell someone you don't want to date them. Right. You're just prolonging their anguish and you're increasing their frustration over no real reason. Like, I can't think of a single reason here that makes sense as to what Rio's doing. Right. Like latching on to the whole, oh, your dream will take you away from here and I don't want to date you for that. That's fine. But there's been enough progress, I guess, in the relationship here where like 
there's a conversation to be had there, not a decision. And right. Mm-hmm. And she and, brings and up a good point too, too, where she's like, do you want to just date someone without any ambition? Just <laughs> like a valid question. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she shoved that right in, right in his fucking face as she should. And the thing is, uh, there, obviously he says though, in the conversation, the most straightforward thing he says in this whole conversation is I don't want a long distance relationship. Yeah. That's what, that's the most straightforward thing. And it's like, okay. Okay. But she says she want, would like to live in America and work there at some point. It's not like she has a job lined up. Not like she has anything set in stone. And it's not like she can't get a job in Japan. That's never been out of the question. You're just kind of assuming that, like, just because she said she wants to work in America, like, she's not going to be happy working and, in Japan, yeah. too. And my whole point is that that's not as big a deal to him as he's letting on. It's his excuse yeah. to oh, yeah. leave it. it yeah. It's it, not that big it a deal if you want it to like- happen. It looks him look like a good guy. That yeah, he's like, no, out. your dream. For you, I care Don't about you. Don't let me hold you back. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, come on. I think we're all giving him a hard time, though. Because, I mean, you remember. What? You know, like, I could totally see five years from now, Vivi's a very successful actress. She stars in, like, Fast 11. And she's like, and I have Ryota <laughs> Watari to thank for this. Coming. He let me go and ch- chase my dreams because he turned me down in Terrace House. And that's why I'm such a famous actress today, right? That's that's how it's all going to shake out, guys? It's kind of a thing like Hana. Like, listen, Hana, you shouldn't. You're such a cool person yourself. You got a lot going for you. You shouldn't have to beg a dude to date somebody. If they can't recognize how awesome you are, then best of luck yep. to him. Same thing to Vivi. I think Vivi's got a lot going for her. She's got, I think she really has a good head on her shoulders. You know, she's objectively, uh, you know, she's a model, so she's objectively attractive to a lot of people, but uh, she's also got the brains, I think, behind that as well. You know, mm-hmm. so she's got a lot to offer and she doesn't need to fucking beg anybody for a date. Like, fuck that. So I just think that, I don't know, I just think Rio, for whatever reason, he, you know, he, this is the path he wants to go. Uh, I'm not going to fault him for that. It's just his methods behind getting to the end or just seem underhanded and disingenuine. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the next scene after this is the panelists, and they're all pretty, they're on, they're pretty much on the same wavelength we are at this point. Like, man, yep. Rio is fucking this one up really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wrote down, just because it was profound, and I'm gonna get it tattooed somewhere. Oh. Uh, Aichiro said, "Go beyond the horizon together," uh, <laughs> kind of saying that you know Rio is making the decisions on his own instead of working with Vivi to figure out what they should do. You're going to get if that tattooed the, on yourself? Like in what? Like oh, in Latin? Like under on your right peck or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on the nipple. The tra- yeah, you're, you're my <laughs> angel. <laughs> no, one nipple, it'll say that. The other one is who came up with the word nipple. Will you get a tribal uh-huh. sun around your belly button? Like oh, the yeah, chicks do too? Okay. Oh, my God. The, and I'll get tap out tattooed on the top back of mine. <laughs> oh, man. I used to have tap out sweatpants. Okay, that's my embarrassing moment of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember middle school. Real quick. Yes. Uh, the only two other notes I wrote down for this panel segment is one, I noticed this, Shochan is wearing an Assassin's Creed as fuck outfit. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, he looks under games like, AF, yeah. yeah very, very concept like, high SEO. fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also Yama just is, this is translated, but he says uh, he's a run-of-the-mill fuckboy. That's like a real line. Rio is a run of the mill Re- fuck boy. Rio, yeah, yeah. Yes. And Can I agree. Username? Yes. Hashtag. <laughs> run of the mill fuck boy dot one. Yep. Because <sighs> the last scene. The first one is spicy. Right. The last scene here. This is the one that has me so fucking excited for next week. It has mm. me so excited for that potential all house dinner. God, that's going to be so good if all of this boils over. Uh, but it's the girls' room. Vivi, Hana, and Emmy are just hanging out there, uh, and this is where they're all kind of debriefing about everything that happened this episode, I guess. Uh, Vivi thinks Rio is trying to overcomplicate things, and she's kind of mad that he's very wishy-washy. And then this is where Hana reveals that Rio said earlier that he has no romantic feelings for any girl in the house at all. He's just fake. He's a run-of-the-mill fuckboy fake. And he, yeah, he might as well amputate his whole ass foot right now. <laughs> what is the well, logic? He's just trying to say what whoever's in front of him he thinks they want to hear. And he's not mm, even just mm-hmm. being himself. Like, how can you respect someone like that? Yeah. I mean, that's what Vivi straight up said. I 
I don't respect him or I can't respect him anymore, something like that. All right. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye, Rio. Don't let the door hit you on the two faces on the way out. Na, 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 na. Hey. Na, 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 na. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Goodbye. God, yeah. Pretty much all the girls, or at the very least, Vivi and Hana are very, very mad. Vivi especially. She's like fucking furious mm-hmm. with Rio. That oh, man. Just- I was, yeah, I was fearful. She had fire in her eyes. Oh, yeah. She's breathing fire, basically. She was pissed. Yeah. Like, she asks very pointed questions like, how is he 26 and still doing shit like this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question to ask. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. is. It is a good question. And I fully expect it. Well, I expect her in the next scene to the beginning of the next episode. It's going to be her getting up and fucking storming out of the room off to the boys room. Oh, you think? Gun in <gasps> hand. Gun. I, th- I think. <laughs> I do. I mean, I don't think Vivi's the type to like let this fester. I think she's gonna get up and like confront it, like right the fuck now. I don't know. know. You know, I hope if she does, I hope it's like they're all in the boys' room and Topas and Kai are there, and it's just like, (laughs) Mom, Dad, why are you fighting? (laughs) (laughs) Just caught in the middle. Yeah. Does anyone need any water? Can I serve anyone? Does anyone need water? Yeah. Your your lips are a little dry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I the don't other know. two are just gonna be like, okay, just gonna like hobble out of the room. <laughs> I wonder if they actually go through with that dinner that he wants to set up, or if he just leaves in shame, tail tucked. Not too. if this shit goes south, because that's not gonna be no. a very joyous dinner, right? <laughs> These emotions <laughs> in the house. So here's what I will say. So do, does anyone else have that moment where they're watching the episode, and the episode hits that moment where it lives up to the title of said episode? You know what I'm saying? Like, publicity stunts mm, this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you figure that out towards the end of the episode, because it's real, yada, yada, yada. The next one's called I Hate You. Dude. Someone's <laughs> gonna say that to somebody. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard someone say I hate you on You, can, you can say I hate you. See, the thing is, though, you can, depending on context, you can say it in a fun way, flirty way, and it could be really bad. You know? I, I have a very sneaking suspicion. <laughs> That if it's said next week, it's not going to be in a flirty way. Someone could oh, say like, "I hate I that. Hate I hate how I feel about you. Fucking hate you. Fucking hate you. Someone could, you know, it could be like, I hate the, that I still like you too. You know, but that's not what the episode title mm, mm, is. But we'll see. I see what we'll you're see. saying. Yeah. Okay, I want to go watch a new episode now. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, well, we can't. Oh, we cannot. Ugh. We are forbidden. We're forbidden. Yes. Until For reasons can. unknown. Yes. Until next week. Uh, but yeah, I think that wraps up this week's episode of, of Tadaima, man. It was a wild one. It was a very, like, there was just a lot to dissect, a lot of arguments to, to, uh, to go through, but I'm so glad it kind of seems like all of us are on the same. I mean, I guess this is a safe space. Anyone here on Rio's side, just show hands. Anyone no. think Rio's right? <laughs> There's no. nothing wrong with him not wanting to date someone in the house. That's okay. If you don't want to, I mean, that's kind of par for the course with Tokyo. It's just how he's going about it. Is exactly. what I hate about it, and it's just like he's burning all the goodwill that he ever built up, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, not being amicable at all. And I don't think this it's, is the case of all oh, the girls are being crazy. They should have picked up the hint. No, I really don't think no. that's what this is at all. Mm-mm. It's wild that this is so bad that it's overridden a lot of my memories of like, man, remember when Rio and Pepe had like the best bromance? Oh yeah, giddy up, yeah. Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> Cowboy. It's a r- bumpy ride from here on out for yeah, you, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do Honestly, I wonder what Pepe thinks of these ooh. episodes. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Pepe, Pepe probably watches. He's like, no. D- fuck. Yeah. He's, chained, on, man. he's chained to his desk, man. They're not Come allowed on, to have bro. a phone. Or, <laughs> he have he's got it in the background while he's drawing. <laughs> I mean, while we're talking, though, update on Pepe. He has found a new girlfriend. Very happy for him. He's doing very <gasps> Ruka? well. Ruka? That's Pepe. cool. Yeah, Pepe. No, I mean, did you see that Instagram post <laughs> oh, with him and Ruka? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, he's like, they're on ET, like they're biking, <laughs> like it's ET or some shit. Oh, my God. Kawaii. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty cute. Yes. Um, but if you have any questions, comments, theories, anything you think we missed on this week's episode, you can email those to questions at terracehousepodcast.com. Uh, and, you know, you kind of know all of our other social stuff. We've got a Discord, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram. You know, go check those out if you want those. Uh, you can get updates on every week when we publish uh you can catch us next tuesday where we're gonna have some coverage on episode 32 i hate you and i'm not saying that to you i love you but the episode title is i hate you i hate you robert likes oh. you i hate you oh oh yes 
Well, well, that's the dichotomy that that works on the show so well. It's like a tornado. <laughs> hey, listen, we need heels and we need we need baby faces. All right, we gotta make this thing work. <laughs> this has been Tadaima. Thanks for listening. Itakimasu. No, really, I hate you. I fucking hate you, but I love you. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow us on Instagram at Tadimagram, on Twitter at Tadimapod, and check out our YouTube channel, Facebook group, and the brand new Discord server, all linked in our show notes.